Primero en inglés y después en español, ¿ok? Uh, este es muy bilingüe. If I had to choose one word that for me best describes what this period of time lent, these 40 days and 40 nights, I'd call it a journey. It's not just a time that we go through. We're supposed to be doing something. Doing something uh, just like when you make a journey and you go from this spot on the earth to this spot. Uh, you, you pack the car with maybe some food. You bring different clothes. If you're going to the beach area, you bring your bikini. And if you're going to the mountains, especially in this cold air, you get some nice warm jackets. Uh, and, and you just you, you prepare in advance and then you make your journey to arrive at this place and you have plans all along the way. And sometimes the plans change along the way. You started out doing one thing and realizing this isn't going to work, and then you make a change. So this journey of faith it, during this 40 days and 40 nights, uh, it's, it, it's very clear what the church says we should do. We should be repenting of sin, changing our lives, becoming better people. And the beauty of it is, for me, is that this is not just uh, me and you here at St. Bernard's. There are over two billion people on this planet, two billion of different Christian religions who are making the same journey with us. That means all these millions and millions and millions, literally two billion people at least, who are doing what you are doing, what I'm doing, and saying this. How much they mean it, I don't know, but they're saying, I want to be a better person. And I believe that if I do some things that are just normal, special practices of this time of Lent, we can change. So, the scriptures tell us, actually, they, they contradict one another in a sense, because the first reading from Joel says, Joel is telling the people, change your lives. He says, blow a trumpet, proclaim it to everybody, announce it to the world, get out there, and together you're going to change your lives, you're going to repent and turn away from sin. This is the time to do it, and maybe, just maybe, God will forgive us. I think he always does. God is way much better than we think he is. But the point is, Joel says, don't waste any time, it's time to do it. But announce it to the world. 3,000 years ago, when the Jewish people would go through a time of repentance, and especially if they were sinful people, the sinners had to take their clothes and rip them. And then they poured ashes all over their head, and they put on sackcloth. And they'd walk through the streets, and everybody could see who the sinners were. Oh, my God, look at Did you see that? Did you see all the ashes on that one's head? Because they had a deep sense that sin hurt the whole community. And if you sinned, you had to say you're sorry and do penitence in front of the whole community. That's what Joel is trying to speak. But Jesus comes along and says the opposite. Jesus wasn't so much into uh, people making a big drama about things. And, and the scribes and Pharisees, they used to love to sit in the front row with tassels and cloaks and do all the praying very big so everybody would notice them. They loved to drop big amounts of money into the collection so that everybody say, oh, see how much they put in there. Oh my God, look how much they gave. And if they were going to fast, they would, oh, they would draw their face down and be so sad and everything and, and pretend that they're almost dying so that everybody would say, oh, I'm so impressed. 
Nobody does religion better than these guys. Jesus said, baloney. He says, when you're going to give money to the poor, he said, don't even let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. If your left hand's going to give the money, this hand shouldn't even know it. You know, if you're going to pray, go in your room, do it in silence. Don't do it in, on the, in front of the church and make a big scene. But the one I like best is when he says, when you fast, don't disfigure your face and walk around like this. So hungry, so hungry. Say, so go in your, don't tell anybody. In fact, wash your face. Perfume yourself so that everyone thinks, what, you're going out to a party. Don't do it to get people's attention. Do it because you want to enter a, a journey of change and growth and new life. This is a very beautiful time. I know when I was a kid, we thought of this as a sad time. You shouldn't play music. You shouldn't dance. You know, even in church, we, we take all the flowers out. Can't have any flowers anywhere. I get it. It's, it's, we're decorating in a way that says this is a very special time. But there's nothing wrong with flowers or music or dancing. I think it's a beautiful time and a very happy time. Because on this journey, we, we're taking a chance to take a good look at ourselves and to ask this question, how, how could I be a better person? If I were going to change one thing about the way I think, the way I talk to people, the way I act, my attitude, if I could change one thing, what would be the one thing I would like to do to be a better person? And look around. There's 300 people in here at least, 350 people. Imagine if every one of us left this church tonight with some idea of what that one thing is that we want to change about our lives in the next 40 days and 40 nights. It's extraordinary. It's powerful. This is new life. So today we do it in ceremony as we always do in our church. We put some ashes on our forehead, something like that first reading. But the reason we put these ashes, I think, is to call one another to this. We walk out with ashes, we look around, like you might go to the market tonight and bump into some Catholic from another parish, and you know they're Catholic because they've got those ashes on their head. And, and you know instantly this, we're in this together. We're doing this because as a people of God, as a church, we want to improve. We want to be better. So I hope that as we receive these ashes tonight, they are a call to us, an invitation to us, and a way of saying to one another, we're in this together, we're going on a journey together, and when we arrive 40 days later at that Feast of Easter, we will be ready to celebrate the glory of the risen Lord. No voy a repetir todo, excepto esta una palabra que me gusta mucho. Yo creo que este expresan perfectamente bien la idea de cuaresma. Es un jornado, un jornado, es un jornado en tiempo. Estamos empezando aquí el día de las cenizas y por 40 días y noches estamos llegando al día de Pascua. Y cuando llegamos aquí, la iglesia dice, debemos cambiar. Tenemos la oportunidad de renovar nuestras vidas y corazones. 
podemos discontinuar a hacer cosas que no están muy buenas por nosotros y posiblemente hacer cosas que son muy buenas. Posiblemente no vamos a fumar y tomar y, por cualquier razón, pero posiblemente vamos a hacer algo bien, como leer la Biblia cada día, o decir el rosario cada día, o venir a la misa cada día, o decidir que vamos a vivir con más compasión en nuestros corazones. O vamos a escuchar mejor nuestros esposos o hijos o padres. Y si podemos hacer una decisión, hacer un, un cambio, y no tiene que estar grandote, un cambio, posiblemente vamos a llegar en este jornal de fe en el día de Pascua muy abierto a celebrar nuestro Cristo resucitado y posiblemente Él va a estar nuevamente resucitado adentro en nuestros corazones.